Okay, so it's May the 6th, day 712 of lockdown. Uh, this is more of my unfiltered, uncensored, unedited thoughts from my brain. Hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, you can't say hello back. Uh, I mean, you can, I just can't hear it. Uh, because of uh, how recording stuff works. Uh, main thing I want to talk about today after I just myself, uh, is um, something I talked about, the very first one of these, but very briefly, uh, which is the TV show Community. Uh, that's not, that's the, the TV show named Community, not a community of TV shows, like, where they all meet up and hang out and have adventures. Uh, although that sounds like the kind of thing that might happen on Community. Uh, if you're not familiar with the series, give you a very quick rundown. Seven students at a community college are all there for some reason or other. Uh, a group of misfits band together to form a study group ostensibly to study Spanish in the first season and then anthropology in the second etc etc. Can we all agree that one-line synopsis of really good TV shows don't work? Um, <laughs> Because that sounds like any show, and that's kind of the point. Like, the showrunner of it is a guy called Dan Harmon. Uh, he's an interesting figure. Um, <laughs> he also had a podcast for a long time uh, called Harmon Town. He also co-created Rick and Morty. Uh, he wrote Monster House, the film. Uh, <laughs> that's just a, a weird fact. Um, so he basically snuck this really weird sitcom onto NBC, uh, one of the biggest networks in America, using that sort of premise. But the show is so much weirder than that, because each of these people is obviously deeply flawed, but in such a specific way. And also, the show became famous for its use of concept episodes, as they were called, uh, which are like, was one episode that uh, as a parody of the film Goodfellas, uh, but it's actually about selling chicken fingers from the college cafeteria. Uh, there's one episode that is a clip show, which is, you know, a common thing we see in sitcoms, except all the clips are from from adventures we have not seen before. <laughs> uh, there's an episode which is entirely in stop motion and set at Christmas, like the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials that are really famous in America, um, you know, etc., etc. Uh, it's a show that there's a character on the show called Abed who's basically everyone's favourite character who seems to be aware that he is in a TV show um, and makes it refer constant references to it there's an episode which is a bottle episode uh, a bottle episode of television being an episode set on one set making it easier to make it easier and cheaper to film and Abed calls it out very early that oh we're doing a bottle episode <laughs> uh, it's a show that I first saw uh, my friend uh, Ross, one of my two friends, one of my two friends, Ross, uh, from university. Uh, this is after we graduated. I went around to his flat, and he was like, "Oh, hey, do you want to watch this show?" And he put on the first episode, and then of the first season, obviously, and then we watched all twenty-five episodes in a row. <laughs> uh, that's how I first saw it. Uh, season two, I think we watched 
over, and I think I watched it on my own over a couple of uh, nights. And season three, I was watching as it came out, and four and five and six, etc. Uh, and it's such a strange show because it really does peak in season two. I think uh, we're, I'm rewatching it right now. I've just we're getting towards the end of season three, and uh, I don't know something happens in season three. It's still really good, don't get me wrong, but it just starts meandering at points. And then we hit season four, where Dan Harmon has been fired as a showrunner uh, uh, and is not involved in making the show in any way. It's regularly referred to by the fans and the characters in the show as the gas leak year, so it doesn't count. Uh, then season five, as uh, Dan Harmon comes back, and it's, uh, I remember it being good and pl- pl- played by problems. Then it's cancelled, but picked up, cancelled by NBC at the end of season five, but picked up by Yahoo Screen. Uh, season six, yeah, Yahoo had a had a like an on-demand video service like Netflix. Who knew? Uh, nobody. That's why it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, despite having another show on it called. Um, Oh, what was it called? It's uh, like outer outer space. I think it might have been called or outer world or something. Just good fun. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so four, four, five, and six are a mixed bag, and that starts in three. Uh, but season three still has one of my like all time favorite episodes of television ever on it. It's got an episode called um, Remedial Chaos Theory. Uh, they're all named after potential episode like. <laughs> Like potential titles of classes at a college, like one of them's Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which is a uh, one of them's um, uh, a couple of episodes that are called Intro to Finality, uh, you know, like it's, it's stupid stuff like that. There's an episode that's a parody of um, the Law and Order shows by Dick Wolf that is called Basic Lupine Urology, which is. And that's one of the best episodes of season three as well. But also, what a great pun! Um, but yeah, this episode, Remedial Care Theory, uh, is widely held as one of the greatest episodes of the show. It's the only episode that was nominated for an Emmy for writing, uh, and it's such a simple concept. Um, basically, the all of all seven of the, the of the main characters are at uh, a house war- a flat warming party. For uh, for two of the characters, and they've ordered a pizza, and a bell rings, and Jeff, who's basically ostensibly our main character, decides that they should roll a dice, a die, a die, a die, yeah, single singular die, plural dice. You'd think I'd know that from years of playing D and D. To decide who goes and who goes and uh, answers the door, and Abed being the character who knows how these things work points out that that will create six divergent timelines uh, so the episode and the episode follows that so you see what happens what you rules each number I won't spoil how it ends or any of the insanity that comes from that <laughs> but I just find that fascinating I've always found uh, the idea of alternate realities fascinating Um, it comes up a lot in sci-fi shows you don't expect it to come up on an NBC sitcom but there you go. But it comes up a lot in sci-fi shows and films. The idea of alternate realities or divergent timelines or, you know, um, extra-dimensional travel. You know, like, like 
basically where things are almost the same but different. And one of the reasons I love Remedial Chaos in the episode is the divergence is so small. It's who goes down to get a pizza. And it's a, it's a sitcom. So the episode is like 22 minutes long and it does six. It does multiple of these timelines, right? In that amount of time. And it just shows... Like the, 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 I think the way these things work best, these uh, alternate timeline things, these uh, alternate realities work best, is when they show that the characters are essentially the same, right? Like, it's one of the reasons I always struggle with the mirror episodes of uh, Star Trek, uh, which, of course, Remedial Care Theory references. <laughs> Of course it does, because um, there it's it's not it's not an alternate reality really. It's not like a one thing changed, and now everything's different. The the point of convergence I can't understand when it is because we go from this sort of peaceful, uh, sort of utopian, although it's got its problems, Starfleet to the Terran Empire, who are a bunch of murderous, murderous, uh, psychopaths, like, uh, they're just so different, that it's like, it's like they've been inverted, like, so the mirrors of each other, so I guess it's, it's a different thing, whereas, like, the ones I really like in ultra realities, and, like, there's a lot, I read a lot of X-Men comics, there's a lot of this that happens, is that everything changed because of one thing and you can trace back how that happened and there's a podcast I listened to called uh, Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men uh, that's a proper podcast unlike this, not a podcast uh, where they've been explaining every episode, every episode, every issue of X-Men from the beginning <laughs> that's genuinely what they've been doing, it's fantastic uh, and they're currently at a storyline called The Age of Apocalypse where essentially what happens in that is, oh god, this is incredibly complicated. Um, Charles Xavier, Professor X, Patrick Stewart, in the films, uh, he has a son uh, called Legion. Yes, like the TV show. Um, <laughs> uh, that's based on this. Uh, who decides to go back in time and kill Magneto before he becomes Magneto, back when he's just Professor X's friend, you know, back when he just played chess. Again, I'm going by the films here, to, to, in case you're not familiar with the comics. But he fails, and he kills his own father instead. He kills Professor X. Uh, the big fight that, that that leads to that death wakes up the, the the mutant apocalypse early, and he decides to take over the world. And without Professor X, uh, Magneto has to be the guy who does it. So things are very different. Things are much darker, and some characters are totally... Like, not where you'd expect them to be, but you can see the divergence, you can see where that happened. Right? And that's why I love this episode of Community so much. Because there are, there are divergences, like, each story, each, each timeline plays out so differently. <laughs> Even when individual moments are exactly the same, because those people are the same, they don't change. It's just their situation that changes. Uh, just oh, I find that great. I, I went I went to see a a screening, a size screening they call it, uh, at my local uh, 
Cineworld once, of a film called uh, Another Earth, which is a film starring and written, co-written by uh, Brett Marling, who also stars and co-writes The OA in, on Netflix. Uh, and they both have, like, parallel universe uh, storylines. Uh, Another Earth, essentially, what happens is uh, a woman is... Uh, a young woman has got into MIT and she's partying and she finds out at the same time that everyone else does that another earth has appeared in the sky and she's like freaks out a little and uh, kills someone in a hit and run uh, she then becomes like the whole thing is like they then like she goes to jail uh, for manslaughter and then it sort of becomes obsessed with this idea of well, what would, like, they find out that ever since that other Earth appeared in the sky, the two Earths have diverged from that point, and she becomes obsessed with what would have happened. Like, because she becomes convinced the only reason she she killed the person she killed is because of, uh, the diversion, is because of that, so she becomes obsessed with wondering if the other Earth, if it's different. And that's the stuff that I love, right? It's that thing of, that chaos theory idea of, oh, if I just made that one choice differently. Uh, it's part of the reason why, despite it being objectively a terrible film, uh, I will always watch the Gwyneth Paltrow rom-com Sliding Doors when it's on uh, TV. Because <laughs> that's her whole thing is, if I just caught that bloody train, she's got a very weird English accent on it. Because the idea of that is the doors slam in her face. She doesn't get home. She she gets a, a she and the timeline split from there. Uh, the film Run Lola, Run Lola Run, amazing example of this. Uh, it's about a woman <laughs> running essentially uh, to sort of uh, stop a crime. She's it's, it's complicated, <laughs> but what, needless to say, uh, it plays out multiple different time and multiple different timelines and things change slightly and I find that so fascinating I've been thinking a lot about obviously Three Will uh, because that's one of the huge things in Westworld and just something that I find fascinating and that whole idea that, that if I had made that one choice differently then everything would be different and I mean, not everything would be different. That's the thing. Like a lot of these things, uh, one of the reasons, that one of the times, the way, uh, like I say, the way these things work is when they you stay basically the same person. You're just affected by this choice. Uh, Sir Terry Pratchett, uh, in the Discworld novels, <clears throat> refers to this phenomenon as the trousers of time, <laughs> which is uh, you can go down one leg or the other. <laughs> Um, which, which I just love. It's like that idea, of like that split, that point of divergence, is like, like, you know, you're still you wearing a pair of trousers. It's just a different leg. Um, I think this uh, one is very good at playing with tropes like that and explaining them in really fun ways and putting them in, like, actually, weirdly. I think uh, Discord and Community have a lot in common of that idea of taking the trappings of one thing, a network sitcom, a fantasy novel series, 
and just turning it on its head and like reflecting back other ideas for it you know um like these big conceptual ideas I think um I sometimes do this thing where when I'm on my own I'll be walking somewhere and I'll make a conscious choice to like turn around and walk a different way uh, safe in the knowledge that I will have diverged the timelines and created an alternate reality where in one reality I kept walking that way and this reality I walked this way and it's inconsequential <laughs> but I find it kind of comforting to know that that's a thing that I have uh, some kind of control over um, I think that's why the um, Another Earth is not a great film. It's got it's it's, it's very slow. It's very navel gazy. Uh, if you've seen any other if you've seen any of other uh, films that Brett Marling's done, uh, like The Sound of Her Voice, um, uh, is it what's it called? It's I something. I've not seen that one, um, so I can't get to go about that. But uh, and the OA, the OA is batshit crazy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's for a woman who goes missing uh, a young woman played by Brett Valley who goes missing and she turns up uh, with like cuts on her back and blind uh, claiming that she was an angel who had her uh, wings clipped and her sight taken from her but she is also knows that she was the daughter of these people who she's now come back to and from there it gets completely insane Like, and also season 2 apparently is even crazier I have not watched season 2 uh, I I mean what else are you going to do apart from watch completely batshit shows on Netflix uh, I don't even know if I recommend the OA uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it but I enjoy ridiculous uh, television that makes no sense. Uh, oh, on that account, uh, my flatmate and I were trying to remember plot details from the TV show Pretty Little Liars last night. Which is, uh, if you don't know, it's a, that's a, a a teen drama, a teen mystery drama. Like, a, not a teen, like a young adult. Like, like you know, like uh, your Gossip Girls and your uh, Riverdales but taken to such a ludicrous extreme. Uh, I, I like TV shows where describing them sounds a bit like you're having a fever dream, you know? Like you're like, oh no, but she's an angel and she's blind and then there's a dance. <laughs> Don't get me started on the dance. Jason Isaacs is there uh, and he drowns some people. He, that's genuinely a thing that happens. Not even really a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> it just does. Um, or like whenever I'm discussing Riverdale and I'm like oh yeah that time that, uh, uh, that time in Riverdale that Archie was mauled by a bear uh, <laughs> it's just a thing that happened and everyone's okay with it um, I should talk about Riverdale at some point on this because it is the worst show that I watch regularly like it is objectively a terrible television news programme uh, and I watch it so often except I'm, I'm, I'm falling behind I've still got to watch the most recent couple of episodes, uh, one of which is uh, a musical episode based on Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So, you know, it's that kind of nonsense. 
But basically, like I say, I watch these TV shows to keep me sane, because uh, uh, to keep me distracted, and also like I do find that these big ideas fascinating. That idea that um, I don't, I'm not someone who likes the idea of living with regret. You know, I don't regret choices. Uh, there's things I wish, and there's some things that I go, oh, I should have done that differently. But instead, I go, I should have done that differently. I know for future. Um, but it's still very easy to be fascinated by that idea that, oh, if I'd done this one thing differently, my whole life would have turned out differently, you know? And you could get obsessed with that idea. Like, that's what a lot of these shows and films and stuff are about. Or you can be comforted by it and go, well, my life ended up here because of the choices that I made. And that's kind of amazing. I sort of, I'm trying to prefer to do the latter. Okay, so, uh, stay well, stay safe, stay at home. And if uh, a version of you from an alternate reality with a goatee arrives and tries to get you to do something, remember that you have the choice to say yes or no. Uh, I've been Marjoy. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.